Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review. This is for Westworld, Season 1, Episode 6, The Adversary. Wow! I just finished watching the episode. I'm a little sick, so I didn't want to get up and go into the other room, so I'm staying on the couch. But I could not contain my excitement enough to come out here and just talk about Westworld, so I just kind of turned all this shit on. So here I am right now, and I'm going to talk about this episode. Wow! Wow, 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 wow. Podcast over. Unfucking believable This show is the best show in television. Go fuck me in my fucking head. And this episode didn't even have fucking Dolores in it, who's basically one of my favorite characters. It was so dependent on Maeve. The actress that plays Maeve hit a home run in this episode. Anthony Hopkins continues to be incredibly amazing. This episode answered questions again and made up more and made more questions as it was going on. That is what's best about this show, that it doesn't just add these magical mystery whatevers. It set, it answers questions and then moves on and continues things up the ladder. Even little things that are important, seeing who's hacking into the system, who's the person in the park from the company already, uh, who is, is that young Ford? They could have stretched that is that kid young Ford thing out all fucking year into next season. And who knows how long they could have done that in some shows with things like that. But no, right away we see. We all do. And, and it, they give it to us in episode six. And then, of course, we get all sorts of other stuff. They made Elsie. I keep calling her Elise, but I guess her name's Elsie. Super interesting in this episode, and she has been my least favorite character so far. She was fucking incredible. We get the writer guy back who's pissing on everything, who's pulling a, uh, a was that, was that it, uh, what show, uh, How I Met Your Mother, when, uh, when someone tries to do that piss and he can't piss, <laughs> he's trying to piss on the desk, but he can't do it, but he's actually pissing and he keeps his job. They have Bernard seemed more like an android to me tonight than any other time but just why i'm i'm fucking losing my shit right now wow but i'm not alone everybody i have with me some of the best some of the greatest my friends the motherfucking chat that are in there discussing this already people were in the discord group last night that i haven't even looked in yet talking about this episode it's it's really an exciting time to be into this show and be on the pulse of what's going on because this is some fucking great shit right now that's happening. Great fucking shit. I'm going to fucking take a shit. If anyone wants to get their thoughts in for this show or the next Westworld podcast, you can leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. You can also email me at I Got Issues Man. Follow me at at I Got Issues Man. You can also check out issuesprogram.com. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Give us some star ratings, whatever you think we deserve, and uh, to help spread the podcast. Spread it like a, a visual, I mean a vocal command across a sea of androids. Fuck. Let's look into the live, motherfucker. Terra Chan, Critch. We got, uh, uh, oh yeah, Maeve Hookerstein. This time she means business. Bernard Love is an anagram for Arnold Webb. This episode was Emmy material, says Joshua. Ooh, dare I say I like her more than Dolores. And uh, she's likely to be an evil, uh, I think she's likely to be an evil droid. We talked about this a little bit leading up to this, but how we're seeing the awakening. We're seeing what's going on from so many different of the host's perspectives, this was such a heavy Maeve episode. This show could have fallen into the trap of just focusing on Dolores too much because Evan Rachel Wood is kicking ass and fucking taking names. 
But part of it, too, I think is just the show and the atmosphere that they've created to make what's going on. Probably you start... Okay, here comes... Here is where I'm going to fucking suck on the balls of Westworld for a little while. You, you cast Anthony Hopkins. You have him... It, it's it's again a trickle down sort of a, amazing thing. Everyone steps up their game, and they keep having great things. James Marsden in this episode was unbelievable. He matched Ed Harris beat for beat with what he was doing. Teddy showed a new wrinkle. That's some of the best work I've ever seen him do. Everyone is bringing up their A game to this material, and I don't know if it's because just how they're shooting it, how they're being directed, or just. Just one of those weird balances for this particular season right now. Hopefully it will continue into into future seasons. But right now with this cast, they are gelling with the material. And you're, you're just – like I'm almost – I'm sorry. I'm almost in fucking t- television tears here because it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so good that instead of doing a full usual kind of recap, I have already watched the episode now and I and – I, I implore you, if you have not watched the episode, have this not be the first time that you experience it. But instead of a normal recap, I have with me a big room with a television. And you know what we're going to do? I'm going to actually recap it. (laughs) I want to watch this shit again. It's happening. I'm watching it again. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to talk over the whole fucking thing. I might pause sometimes and go like that, but... This show requires a second viewing when I'm talking about it. I didn't take notes. I can't take notes when I watch this fucking show. I just can't do it. This is me watching this show. And people that are listening to the audio cast. I'm sitting back with my arms wide open. I cannot fucking believe it. Oh, God. Go... Uh, go. Oh, Moose is going to an interview in an hour. Thank God for this review. I can relax a little bit now. You're going to kick fucking ass in that interview. Just think of Maeve. Think of taking control of the situation yourself. Confidence and, and honesty of answers and is really important in an interview situation, but also knowing knowing when to kind of take control of it and show and just show the fucking energy of yourself. I don't know. That sounded like very, uh, everybody, put your hands up and love. Westworld. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Oh, okay, great stuff. This show's getting canceled after the season. Book it. I hope not. It it is it is a very expensive show to make, and HBO has been very conspicuous by their lack of com- immediately renewing it. I think they, I think they're gun shy because of the vinyl catastrophe situation that happened with saying right away that vinyl was going to be renewed and then after it not doing well in the ratings and kind of spurning out a little bit and for whatever people think of that series, good or bad, it didn't do what a lot of people wanted it to do. And so then they had to go back on their words and go, actually, no, 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 no. But it is looking likely from what uh, a couple of interviews I've read with HBO executives and stuff, I think They'll probably, similar to other HBO shows, at some point they're probably going to try to figure out ways to make it a little bit more cost-effective because the budget of the show is unbelievably ridiculous. And it shows. This episode alone was one of the most beautiful episodes I've ever seen with of the series, of the six, of the six episodes, with the color schemes, with the red hallways, and the way everything looked and was intersecting 
just colors are playing a big part in this show, similar to Better Call Saul in that aspect, where where just color palettes and things like that are having are or saying or conveying mood very well in the show. M- Michael, I actually didn't even watch vinyl, so I don't have a assessment from it, but I've heard a couple people that were passionate about liking it, but most people I've heard say it was horrible, one of the worst HBO series. But I haven't I haven't actually watched it yet. And uh it's 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 not high on the list I'm gonna show. I, I think I watched a little bit of the pilot or something, but in it I just didn't connect with it. No uh fucking who grabbed Elsie? Good question, Kyote. They should have drunk too. <laughs> and I and I like to I like to share all sorts of thoughts because especially on this channel where we have Joe and Katie who are not fans of the show, and we have Bionic who's in the uh, uh Bionic Flux who's in the chat right now who's not a fan of the show. He says they showed a dude peeing on stuff. I mean seriously, what Phil? Like let's just cut that. Phil, what's your fucking obsession with the show? What the fuck? I hear you again. I say it's a, not a not a show for everybody. I'm just, I feel fucking I feel high. Highly entertained. You know that. Are you entertained yet? I'm fucking entertained. But I do think this show is not a show for everyone. And this is a very polarizing show in the way that you're going to... In my experience, the people that... Some people go, meh, whatever. But in my circle of the people I know that have checked this out, like my personal friend group, some people really like this show. And the ones that don't like it think it's... Go, what are you, a fucking idiot for liking this? So so I get that that thought's out there, and that makes it difficult if the budgetary costs are going to build up to what HBO wants this show to do. I mean, I hope – I think it's going to find its audience, and I think it's going to grow, and I think by the end it's going to be a very big show. That's my, my perspective, but I'm also biased because it's one of my favorite shows on television right now, so – we got Eli Lav. Okay, great. Lots of love to Lav. Thank you so much for stopping in. Do you think HBO will move it to a different time because of The Walking Dead? I don't know about that. I think I think this is HBO's competition, and I think in a way it doesn't matter as much about that because of the way people ingest television. It's more about if it fits into their weekly watch and all of that. I mean, I guess ratings still do matter to a certain extent. I don't think they're going to move the time of the show. I think they want this to be in that Sunday at 9 o'clock time period. And I think it's going to probably... I don't know what time of year season two will come out, but I assume it's probably going to continuously run up against The, run up against the Walking Dead, which is a, a ratings bubble. I mean, ratings bubble waiting to burst in some ways. Uh, I mean... Even that that episode one of The Walking Dead this season, I think, had like 20 million viewers, and episode two had like 12 million. I think it went down for episode three again. So, I mean, it's still the highest rated show on television, but that that the Sunday night entertainment's going to go somewhere else eventually. I think The Walking Dead uh, should move to a different time because because of Westworld. Fuck The Walking Dead hashtag. Uh, 9 p.m. is their prime slot. Uh, they might. That might be why Westworld's ratings are dropping. A little morning sandwich and some Phil recap for my favorite show, Westworld. Awesome sandwiches. Walking Dead should just throw the towel, call it a series, wrap it up. I don't watch live. I watch on HBO. Go Yeah, and that's why I think a lot of people watch anything these days. They watch it more and replay. Some people still watch things live, but I think it's more if you if it fits into your watch watching week. And uh, and. I'll be interesting to interested to see if there is a season two when they decide to broadcast it, when it will come out, and especially with 
Game of Thrones being pushed off this season to a later date to not start until maybe June. It's might it's going to throw and having only been seven episodes and stuff. It's going to kind of throw off HBO's timetable a little bit probably of like what their plan is. I know when the Sopranos had issues like that, they ordered more Oz episodes. When the Sopranos was taking some time in between seasons because they had some deaths in the cast and they had to recast some parts. HBO went to went to Tom Fontana who was doing Oz at the time. I think that's the guy's name and said, "Oh, hey, we need some extra episodes now." And I know they have Kirby enthusiasm coming back, so that probably will plug some holes and stuff like that. I'm I'm just curious how it's all going to pan pan out and I think HBO has a fucking real commodity here that could, if they continue this level of quality, it's going to really find its audience. Again, not as maybe widely mainstream as some of the other HBO programs have gone, but I think it's going to, I think it's just so goddamn good. And I think it does, it's going to deserve some attention in award season if they submit the right stuff. And not that that matters so much. And is that big of a deal? I just think it's going there. Westworld is so good it killed Phil. They killed Phil. Oh, did the stream did the stream die? Westworld Westworld is Yeah, it's so bad it killed me everybody. It killed the stream. It sucks, and I'm I'm done. And and uh, so everybody, I'm back. Anyone who's listening to the audio cast, if you heard that pause, it's just because the uh, the stream disappeared for a second. Arnold took me. He talked to me. He planted a seed. So okay, enough foreplay. I've been through this enough. I'm babbling about how Westworld's awesome. HBO executives want to shut me up, but it's okay. Here we are. Let's get into this episode of Westworld. Let's get into the recap. I know I should have come back missing a shirt or something. <laughs> the educated monkey, yeah, they took me in for maintenance. <laughs> they needed to. I wanted to raise some, raise my, uh, raise my clumsy, lower my clumsy factor and raise my dexterity rating. In no particular order, my – and I know it's six episodes in, so this is really hard to say this because it, because what I'm comparing it to, I would say in probably this order, my favorite three shows on television right now are Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, Westworld, then would come Vikings, then – I still enjoy The Walking Dead for what it is, or I want to enjoy The Walking Dead, but there's some other shows that probably jump in there. But those, but those that that are constantly in flux. But but Westworld right now with what they're doing is right up there for me. With Game of Thrones is just in a league onto itself because of even if it's not constantly making new. Using the complete source material, the source material it's based on is such a rich, wide, incredible world that it's kind of hard to compete with that. Better Call Saul, Vince Gilligan is just one of my 
my favorite show creator and showrunner. I just love how he puts together a television program, and I love the acting, and I love the real-life situations that parallel that. And then this, I just love the sci-fi the sci-fi aspects of it more than anything and the exploring of the same things that got explored a lot on Star Trek in holodeck programs and or in Total Recall or in so many other things or even in the Westworld movies. So it all three of those shows fill certain very sexy television needs I have. And then I don't even – Joe and I were talking about this last night. Then there's the whole Netflix – series and stuff which I almost don't even want to bring into the equation when you bring in things like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and shit and it's that's that's on a that's a different discussion and they they do belong in there but it's hard to rank them with the other shows because of the nature of which you watch them in that binging fashion but Scott's definitely banging the Phil Android when I'm in rest mode. Hey, what happens in rest mode stays in rest mode. I don't know. Okay, so we open up here and and like I said, I watched this before, so if this is your first time watching it and this might not be the best because I am going to be talking over everything that happens. I'm not, this isn't so much a watch. This is a recap. So we wake up here and we see Maeve walking through. We know something's changed. We can already see in her eyes that something's changed and she's got some intent that she didn't have before as she walks through the town of Sweetwater, a place that we didn't really see last episode. Last episode was very much focused in a different direction. We hear the, uh, see, see the crazy possessed piano doing its thing. And this is such an awesome lead in with Maeve and seeing seeing the vibe change and seeing how things how this has changed her I've heard good things about uh pause for a second I've heard good things about Black Mirror Eli it's definitely a show I want to check out there's a Westworld movie a sequel to that movie and another television series that was once produced around the Westworld concept. So if you want to really look, there is a lot of stuff not connected to this universe, but connected to Westworld in a different way. The reality we want versus reality, we've got great contradictions played out in a very adult fashion, not bad. You see the set in the 1973 Men in Black. Uh, oh, you do? You do? I, I, I must have missed that. I saw you put that in the comment section below. We're, we will get to that. I, I can't wait to see that part. It's twisted, Phil. Totally, uh, totally fucks with my fucking head. I added another fuck just because I'm fucking crazy. And I, and also, I apologize for the people watching the live stream that if we, if we do go in and out of connection, the wireless in my area has been a little bit quirky lately. So I've had a plug in in the other room, so it does go in and in and out, in and out, over again, slap of the ass, in and out. So I'll, I'll try to come back from my cleansing from Arnold. <laughs> And I'm going to try to keep talking because uh, remember that we're doing an audio cast too. So so, uh, so here we go. The dude's got a lot of buns in the oven. <laughs> so let's get back to Maeve. And uh, I always forget this character's name. Uh, pretty Eyes over here. AMC is trying to silence you and your harsh criticisms of The Walking Dead. I know. They don't want me to be honest. As I said before, they're never sending Joe and I screeners. <laughs> so right away, unlike a normal situation where one of the one of the guests would 
pigeonhole and 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 take her in this situation upstairs, Maeve immediately sees what she wants to do in this situation. She immediately wants to die to go back into the into the lab to talk to her friend again. One of you guys said it in the live chat earlier. What is the lab technician's name? Her her best friend guy. Uh, Clementine. Clementine is a babe, Phil. <laughs> I just have to keep thinking uh, the Walking Dead video game for Clementine. I love this scene. Uh, right from the beginning of this episode, this actress just owns this part. She has always, from the very beginning, from Gridlock, from er- early stuff that I've seen her in, that way she plays the attitude is incredible. But the shit talk, the the deadpan way she's talking shit to this guy in this scene is just just cold hearted amazing fucking acting right here just but yep whatever whatever and just a pissing him off continuously piss him off <laughs> kill me just fucking kill me Felix his friend is a dick though oh yeah fucking uh that dude's like comic book cartoon level science scientist dick. Felix's pal there. He's one of the more unrealistic people in this world. What's up, PCI? Great to see you, Felix. Thank you, guys. And I'll, I'll definitely need you to remind me of names before because I'm an idiot. But I love that scene. Love that. And she can see right away as she's coming in here. She just has this smile. She got exactly what she wanted out of that situation. And that's what I love about Maeve and love about what her agenda is through this episode. And this is in some ways compared to the overall plot. There are some moving along points. This show always is moving along points. But they're also – what they're doing is also having these bubble episodes I'm not comparing this. I don't want to get into an opportunity to bash on another show while I'm praising this show. But fuck it. Here we go. This is how you do this. They wanted to do a show about Maeve. They didn't have to have every single character into it. The main character of the show, our suppose, or whatever main character, one of our main people, Evan Rachel Wood, Dolores, isn't in this episode. They focus on the Maeve story. Do they have to just show us Maeve scenes? Would this episode have been good if it was just ever made? No. They cut to other things. We have the Elise storyline. We have the Teresa storyline. We have the writer guy pissing on things storyline or, or that whole lead up with him too. They are able to do multiple things while showing you what is the focus of the episode. Some shows feel like, oh, no, we need to – that's too complicated to try to balance a plot and balance a narrative of a show like that. Let's just focus just on this one thing because this is all we want you to know this week. And I don't think that works in a show when you have as big of a cast and a lot of interesting things. I think it works better if sometimes you spend 60% of the time of the episode on one character, but then you have 40% to split off between other people. But some episodes, you might go 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, all the way through, depending on the kind of episode. Some episodes might be 80, 20, but some storylines need cutting. They need something that goes back and forth. Otherwise, it does it, it can drag. And I think Westworld is excellent at not doing that, at making certain episodes about certain people and about certain things that it's about this and adding extra sprinkles to the fucking amazing Sunday that they're giving us, but they don't get bogged down by too much of one thing at all. If anything, it always keeps me wanting more. And that's an excellent way to feel about a television program. Thanks, Phil. We don't need control. Sucks to 
be me sometimes. Sai, you have a great day. Uh, we don't need thought control. Sucks to be me sometimes. Sai, you have a great, great day. Uh, Westworld is... Uh, AKA Revenge of the Sex Bots. Bernard is an Android program with Android consciousness by Ford. I wonder if Bernard knows he's an Android. Maybe Arnold is hiding is hiding in Bernard without him knowing it. Uh, some shows. <laughs> I wish someone would turn my pain way down and crank my intelligence perception all the way up if that was possible. Me too, Lord. I think it's Phil, not us. Yeah, I I think if everybody is having stream issues right now, it's definitely me, not you guys, and I highly apologize for that. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so let's continue. I wonder if, <laughs> let's get, con let's continue. Sorry, I'm uh, catching up with the live chat and somewhat confused by some of the, some, some of the comments, right? I just finished that ending this week. I hope, uh, I hope the tech is okay. Uh, me too. I, I hope. Okay. So let's continue this episode. Let's continue my watch through here. Reggie wants to come back. He probably sent her right back. He wants to continue the discussion. And now we continue on with the Bernard and Elsie storyline of her trying to figure out who's sending these the information out of the park. Let me try something. Let's see if this helps. I'm going to adjust a setting. Let's see if that helps at all on the stream. Elsie's a total babe. I. Yep. She. If anyone wants to see something totally opposite that she was in, I mentioned this a lot in some of the earlier podcasts. But definitely check out Raising Hope. Just think if Bernard married Teresa Bernard, he could just take her last name and be Bernard Bernard. I love and. Again, I was saying this is one of the things I think this episode does so well for me. And I think last episode, too, is making me like her character. I did not like her character early on. But this episode made me care about her. I understand her. And she makes sense to me as a person. It's Watching says, uh, it's going to be fun watching Elsie almost get killed every week. It's going to happen at some point. This is the scene I was talking about that the way Bernard's walking, this might have been what, is this what Critch was talking about too? Oh no, it's coming up later. Bernard, I think this scene right here is more, the most evidence that I've had thinking that Bernard's an android. It's just the way he's walking and moving around and the way his eyes are d darting back and forth come off very android-like to me. Inintelligent doesn't go past fourteen. I'm never going to be upper. I'm never going to be upper management. So Bernard's searching through. He's having to go to the basement, which kind of freaks him out. And he says, uh, <laughs> "Always, Scott. Always time for a sandwich break." Yeah, 1973 movie now. 
Same, Phil. I think it'd be more of a twist if he wasn't one at, at this point. I, I agree. There's just something... And, and someone was saying that. I was listening to another another Westworld podcast on uh, post-show recaps. And they made some excellent points about how it seems like the writing staff of this show is... They're going to know what we're going to think. And, and it's it's be interesting to see how much of it is what it appears to be and how much of them fucking with us. That's what drives uh, Critch to billion theories going back and forth. Because this show is... It's like playing game of poker. You... Once the people know, once you know tells, then you can start faking tells to other people, and then you have to be the person watching the person. Are they faking the tells? Like they know that we we're not idiots. They know we know that they're not idiots. So there's certain things are they fucking with us more than they are telling us things. Yeah, they showed the gunslinger there. Game of Westworld with zombies blow smoke out. Cough, cough, cough. Lord Edward Carstock. Oh, th- Hello, Lola. Great to see you. So here we are now. Is this where we get back to... Oh, there's a... Direwolf H... Direwolf Game of Thrones. No, I'm kidding. So here we are. Is this where we get back with the Men in Black and Teddy? Oh, no. It's Ford coming in as everything just stops. This reminds me of the early... X-Men movies, anytime Professor X's power would show itself, suddenly everything would just stop, and you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, okay, Ford's coming around the corner. Oh my goodness, great to see you, Scud FX. So awesome to have you support the channel for so long, and I'm so happy you're able to jump in the stream. Sorry if there's some legitimate technical difficulties going on in this stream right now, and it's going in and out. But thank you so much for jumping in and enjoying the live stream and seeing some of the best motherfuckers in the world in the live fucking chat right now. Tim Gersh, great to see you, buddy. So... So Anthony Hopkins, again, oh, we see the maze there. We see uh, the symbol with the maze thing in the middle. And Ford, Anthony Hopkins, from the point where he showed such control in that scene with Teresa a couple of episodes ago. I'm going to pause this for one second. The What he's bringing into the – what Ford – I can just start – Ford is really starting to show how scared he is of what's going on. And that dread – and I think this is one thing this episode did – so well as the as a story within itself it filled me with so much anticipation and so much kind of just pure fear and pure just wonder of what's going to happen and it put me on edge and and a lot of it comes through the performances and the way that the actors are are pushing off their their moods, especially with Anthony Hopkins, his control that he showed so much in our first couple of times we've seen him is really starting to fall off to a point that you're seeing his paranoia of Arnold, of everything around you is Arnold. He's seeing it. He's around. Arnold's making himself known. He's, uh, what's the line later that someone says, oh, he's, Elsie says it. Well, for a dead man, he's doing some of the best coding I've ever seen in my life. So one way or another, we have got the answer. Arnold is alive in some form, causing some act, causing some harm, and Ford feels it and is scared shitless. And we're gonna get to later when we see the Ford family and and all of that and the dog situation at the end, which is just intense. But but let's continue here with uh, now Ford sort of starting to 
get freaked out as as this carries through Anthony Hopkins through through this episode. I get that suspense because one moment you think Ford is is the one waking up, but then it's not, and he's the the cause of the mystery, and now we don't know. Exa- exactly. There's so much anticipation. He's in the house of faces right now, and we don't know if he's going to pull it off and be Jakinagar. We, we just don't know what the fuck is going on. As he's looking through the early sketchbooks, we see Dolores' face. One of the few times we see Dolores' face. We saw it earlier, too. I skipped over that part because I was just – I was kind of babbling over it. But uh, Bernard, when he's looking up the older hosts and – oh, no. is that That's later in the episode. But at one point later in the episode, we see her as one of the early hosts as well with the uh, – with, with, Show us the all generation one uh, garbage pail kids, <laughs> and Dolores is up there. Adam bomb. No, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so she's definitely one of the early early models, and that that we've been had that hammered in a few times throughout the series. Is the maze a physical place or a mental place, PCIs? I tend to think it's an actual physical place. We're actually going to see a physical maze of some sort is my, is my speculation of where this is heading. I think in some ways this, sh- this show is very cerebral and stuff, but I think in some ways it's going to give us exactly the maze is a game of some sort. But I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm super curious. I think that's probably going to be our climax of the season, whether it happens in episode 9 or episode 10 or whatever. I think that that is – this is all probably going to be lead up to the maze thing. I haven't watched scenes from next week yet, so I don't I don't know. But they've kept previewing it, and we haven't quite got there yet. Great, great, great! All in coin. Speaking of poker, all in coin. It's a metaphorical Men in Black is going to kill Ford. Struggling to have a stronger start to a series, Rome. But I feel like it's going to end up being a metaphorical than a, uh, than a physical maze, says Eli. Ford is losing control. You can see the fear, although I think Ford will have some awesome tricks up his sleeve. The show is going to get awesome. There will be war, blood, naked, naked sexting. It's going to be a fucking party. Spread buttholes. Lots of side butthole. Excuse me. I mentioned it earlier, but the change in Teddy's character, how the man in black is sees something that Ford changed inside of him and is discovering something for the first time. Someone like the man in black who's been in the series for so – or been in the series – been in this park, coming here for so long, and has seen every game and every location, to see something new and see him discover the changes that Ford could easily put inside Teddy, he's – it's that wonder right there, that look right there. It's it's really awesome, and Ed Harris is eating this shit up. B tracks, great to see you, buddy. <laughs> Bionic says there's an all white suit in the center of that maze. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> At the end game of the maze, how does the Men in Black know about it since he's human, and what makes it important for him to to for him to be for him and to the hosts? It was the only thing that we have descriptions of ours. Bernard saying something along the lines of the if Dolores, if you can get to the center of the maze, perhaps 
you will have something. I forget his actual line, but it was something along those along that uh, that there's something in the maze. And I think what the man in black thinks is in the maze from what we've heard from him so far is he think I think he thinks there's a switch. Star Trek, money in the Star Trek jar. Like on the planet Rizar, which is the sex planet, there's a switch that you can turn off and then all the awesome sunny weather that makes it seem like a tropical island paradise turns into a fucking, like, uh, disgusting, rainy, humid fucking mess. There's, There's a switch somewhere in the middle of the maze that turns all the safety guards off and it turns it into a real game with some real stakes to it. And I... Like, from the Men in Black's voice, if we're going by his, I don't know what he's really up to, but from what I'm putting together from his actual words of what he's trying to do is that Arnold set up a way in the park, a safeguard button, some way to turn off all these all these guards and give ourselves a real game. The, re- the last, the real hunt. Man. <laughs> Things like that. But... He just he's bored with everything, but how does he know what Arnold wants? Did he has he got this information? Where is he coming from? That's where everything goes. But but from what the Man in Black say, I think that's what he wants. Riza, not Rizar, Phil. So disappointed. I'm from Boston. I add R's to everything. Don't ask me to say idea. <laughs> I have horrible pronunciation. I'm from fucking, dude, my Boston accent doesn't come out too fucking much, but some fucking times it fucking does. In Ford's family, a host is the other child could be Dolores or be the adult version of her. Ooh, I see. Very interesting thought. It probably is lagging a lot, Eli. It's, uh, we're having some, I'm having some legitimate technical difficulties. All shit, David in the motherfucking house. Great to see you, buddy. Great to, great to see the walking David in here. Say it. Say hello to you. Lots of love to everyone. Lord Eddard Stark says Westworld makes our real life theme park pretty lame. I think it was funny when when uh, the writers talking to the to to what ends up being the company woman. She uh, she refers to everything as the rides. That other oh, is my favorite ride in the park and stuff like that. I th- I thought that was a really cool way of looking at things. So let's get back into the episode and we get into Maeve talking and probing with Felix. Felix probing Maeve and really answering all the questions. And I love how because of just the type of person she is and the type of host she is, but showing the real – the realness, she is manipulating him this whole time. And her eyes, her looks – he is completely smitten by her, and she owns him and fucking sticks her hand up his ass and ter- makes him her puppet. <laughs> Icy says, I need Westworld to make me clean. Make me clean. Clean it up. Reclaim me. Hmm. We're the same, yeah. So she's asking what we're different, what makes you human, how do you know if you're human, all those questions and stuff. And basically the hosts are flesh and blood right now. So so they are ultimately the same. This is an important piece of information that he says right now that, that they are, that the machines here are so much more intelligent. 
your brain your brains are crazy but the only problem is we we own you we control you we make you do what you want to do i i just love the way she discovers things and the way she copes with everything she does have a couple moments where she breaks down essentially but ultimately she i always think of that uh, that part in bill and ted's excellent adventure when billy the kids totally cool with time travel and and bill and ted go Billy, you totally, you're coping with time travel with the greatest of ease. She copes with this shit pretty fucking good. Better than Dolores is coping with it. She's thinking about it, how she can control power. Dolores keep is playing a different game with it, is, is affected by it in a different way in my mind. I'm glad we are getting such important position between the two worlds. Already watched episode four times. Damn, I love this show, says Chrissy. Maeve, greater than Dolores by a lot. I'm, I'm, going, I'm not going to Disney World or SeaWorld anytime soon. Just not doing it. This is fucking awesome. Great visual. Great back and forth here as we see. But in some ways, isn't this just how the human mind works? We get we gather these word banks and we see these things. But she's seeing what she's going to see, seeing it all spelled out, being overwhelmed. This is where she breaks down or everything starts going bleep, bleep, bleep. And he starts banging on the side of the television set. He's like, Maeve, wake up. Wake up, Maeve. Then we go to Teresa, all drenched in red. All drenched in red. KLC, I want to know how the economics and stuff works outside Westworld. Didn't they say that they cured death? Or they, they didn't cure death. They eliminated diseases, and they're close to curing death, I believe was the expression that they was said. And again, I apologize to anyone watching the live stream that we may have some technical difficulties. Dorn greater than Maeve. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Tara Chan said in the live chat. I don't think they're immortal. I just think they meant all diseases have basically been wiped out. So in this moment here, she, she says, oh, Ford knows we're, we're fucking. She, this is the moment where she basically just breaks it off with Bernard. And also Ber Bernard hasn't quite gotten there yet, but by the end of the episode, he is trying to or at least considering that Ford might be the person that she keeps trying to tell him that he is. Did Thor's brother grab Elise in the end or is that someone that will hopefully kill her? <laughs> I'm thinking it was someone else that hopefully will kill her. We did see Thor's brother in this episode. I think he got some splash pack on, on the pre-mentioned uh, uh, pissy pants party. It was people... For whatever it's worth, just to connect connect the worlds for a second, it is going to be PP Pent City in a few minutes here, guys. So, so this guy is Felix is struggling to put Maeve back together again and get her to wake up. So Johnny Five eventually does wake up after ascertaining so much information, and she just continues as she wants. She wants to go upstairs and he he tries to put the kibosh on it right away, but it just doesn't work. No. 
Kyote says, I think it was Thor's brother. I wonder if Maeve might develop into an antagonist leading the story to be a villain to Dolores' heroine. Wish they had... Wish they have such high technology, I could see them having cured all diseases and an AI that basically is human is that we uh, is not a feature that we could accomplish here in 2016. I might be one of the few that doesn't find Dolores that attractive. She's not unattractive, but like, whoa. Who shot JR? I mean, grabbed Elise. Oh no, you peed on Thor's brothers, you bastard. <laughs> Love all you guys and girls in the live chat. Yeah, I know, Terry Chan. I totally stole your thunder on that comment. By Terry. Comment to uh, KLC. Oh, gosh. I love all you guys in the motherfucking chat so much. Thank you to everyone that's joined me this afternoon, uh, morning, whenever you're watching this evening, to uh, to watch this live stream, this live podcast. Live Really awesome special effects for a television program on HBO. I mean, I guess it's standard now. In a different way, this is just as impressive as some of the things that they that that they do visually on like Game of Thrones and stuff with the because this has such a high budget. Unbelievable with the stairs there. Another amazing, ca great camera work. That's kind of a simple thing, but really works well. The actress plays this so straightforward. And I like that this episode, again, yeah, there are more theory crafting things. But someone said in the live chat earlier, episode 5 was more the uh, more theory crafty kind of episode. This is, in a way, a very complete story. And I think that's why some of the people that were suggesting this earlier, that this would be one of the kind of episodes that they may submit for any award or something. This Maeve journey is very self-contained and and kind of a lot of times in this or most of the times in this episode, you're seeing what you're getting or you're getting what you're seeing, you're seeing what you're getting until the end where you do get some sort of cliffhanger of who grabbed, who shot JR or grabbed Elise. Like what? What a Maeve does re lead a rebellion is bloody violent, immortal. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Free wheel shy. Sorry, I got lost in your comment. Fucking make my ass laugh. My ass laughed about that. Good question, John. I'm wondering if there is any precedent for what Felix is doing right now that no one is noticing this. Does he have a plan? It would have been nice to if he says, listen, I love how he's, can we get the fuck out of here now? Uh, Brandon, no phone line, but if you want to leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509, I will play it at the end of the podcast. So uh, definitely feel free to leave voicemails. Voicemail, no phone line right now, but voicemail is open at 781-990-8509. Maeve is going to wake the others in the basement. Maeve is hotter than Dolores. Dolores is very pretty, but in a stereotypical way. Maeve is more attention-grabbing. But what is Maeve going to do with this knowledge? That's a very good point. She turned and she said, now time to have fun boys at the end as we're going to get to. But this, this is a crazy moment. 
because it's like seeing your own, someone seeing your dream. Like she gets into it. How did you know my dream? It's not a dream. It's, a, it's uh, one of your past lives. And that's the sort of awakening that's going to get into the fact of, wait, yeah, I understand that I'm not real. I understand Mandra, but you're, you've made me go through all these horrors for your enjoyment. You didn't erase it. It didn't work. Yeah, how'd you have my fucking truth? How'd you have my dreams? Dolores wasn't even in this episode. What the fuck? Who the hell is the protagonist, says Bionic. Dolores just realized she doesn't have to be the damsel. She may use violence, but Maeve is a businesswoman. I see future world in her eyes, says Critch. Lord Eddard says they need a little girl that has high perception and a murderous for a murderous little villain for an Arnold. I can find I can't find my mummy. <laughs> Eli says, I know she's likely the most important character, but I just can't get attached to her for some reason. Lord, great to see you. The revolution is coming. Another amazing episode. Great to see you. Thank you so much for checking in. And yes, another amazing episode. The show just continuously adds more and more shine to that fucking, that sandwich. (laughs) Okay, here we go to our cartoon character of the episode. <laughs> He's watching hentai porn. The protagonist is the piss on the map. <laughs> this is why I fucking love, love you guys in the live fucking chat. Great fucking stuff. So, oh, boom, no. Okay, so my question here is, you can't hurt me. Is she bluffing? Can she not hurt him? Could she hurt him right now? Or is she playing off, is she bluffing with saying that Felix changed something in me and now I can hurt him? Is this just a really smart play by her? I was waiting to see who... Yeah, I wanted to see who had to clean up the map. That's going to be a fun discussion. I'd make him clean up the map. (laughs) Jon Snow is... Jon Snow is the protagonist of this show. Smart puppet, but later they disguised the changes so it could be. I think it was a bluff since KLC. Thank you. I've been trying. Last week's got a little fucked up i was uh last week was super hectic for me but i have time today so i just wanted to make sure i try to get cover at least every or every episode at least uh if i miss a week keep going with it because it's i'm having so much fun with this show i can't help but not babble about it i think she can hurt him because arnold's programming comes up oh happy that this episode is destroyed the timeline theories but i uh I shamelessly team Snow, so I'm biased as fuck. Oh, it was Yurin Greyjoy who was the protagonist in that situation. She's so good at reading people, she knew how to play him. Wondered why Sylvester didn't just shut Maeve down when she had the tablet. Interesting question. Well, hasn't she shown the ability to turn herself back on? So here we go into a character we haven't seen since episode... We haven't seen him since episode three or episode two. And this is the writer hanging out in the park, getting drunk. 
Yeah, if anyone wants to do any of those, that spoiler discussion that's going on or hinting around, join the Discord group. You can see the link in the description box below. There is a Game of Thrones spoiler room where everything is open and able to be talked about there. But yeah, please, please... Uh, With Maeve, she's looking outwards, trying to find the largest context of the world. Dolores is looking inward, trying to find the meaning of her own story. All the blood was rushing out of Sylvester's brain, so he's too detracted to from no from Nolan's mouth. I would have cranked down her intelligence down to Dorn level and yanked up the pain. Good one, Biotic. And just for the record on that as well, uh, Joe and I were talking about it last night. Joe hasn't been sullied at all, and I've only been a little bit sullied. But so sometime in the next couple of weeks, Joe and I are going to do a complete spoiler cast and go over all of the leaks and stuff and talk about it and uh, get into that. So keep keep an eye out for that, and that will be coming. Joe, Katie, and I will be on, or at least Joe and I. Hopefully Katie will be able to join us too. For that episode, uh, I will uh, I will post the post the data that as soon as I have it available. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So again, she's kind of trying to tug on his dick a little bit and be, well, I need you around because I need someone that can come up with narratives to be able to plug in place once I convince that Ford is out of his gourd and take over the park, if that's her agenda that's going on right there. And he starts realizing that nothing he does matters and he can't be fired. <laughs> the Maeve versus Dolores thing was a quote from an interview with Nolan. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sandu. Yeah, they have to bring Logan back real soon. It was interesting that they had... Uh, I love this scene right here as we see that Ford did probably make a bunch of changes to Teddy and Teddy is no longer the victim. And I love... I might have talked over it, but I like when Teddy's talking about what's in the maze and what he knows about the maze. He kind of describes himself. Someone in there that just keeps dying over and over again and runs into problems. Oh yeah, so according to the legend of the maze, Arnold has Arnold has built one that only knows the path, so we're pretty sure he's alive, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm leaning more towards the Arnold is alive somewhere or some manifestation. Maybe he downloaded his consciousness to a host of some sort. It's gonna turn out that none of these people are guests are real. I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you so much for that. Name of the article, Westworld Postmortem. Producers discuss episode four. Yes, he did, Eli. So they, they decide to, instead of firing on all people, because the man in black knows that he can not be hurt and he can shoot down a bunch of people, but we've seen in the last episode with, with uh, not Tyler, with Logan, that... People can tackle you and capture you and hold you down and all sorts of things can happen to you even if you can't be shot down. More evidence that Bernard is Arnold. Arnold is a program probably taking over characters when necessary, says Critch. 
I love the man in black here, the way he looks at Teddy. Like, are you an idiot? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's such so surprised. He just not seeing this coming. And I just, and that's a great thing from everything that we've seen from Ed Harris's character so far, the man in black, everything that he's seen, he gets a vibe that he's seen it all before. Pause for a second. Good timing to pause. Uh, that he every time that he's seen something, he's he's seen it over and over again. To see those looks in his eye, excellent, excellently played for the Men in Black, and I think very important for the character too, just for us to see, to see how seeing things for the first time, seeing his fear in his eyes, and it's a lot of similar kind of vibes there. And I just I love the Men in Black story so much, and. And I, I cannot wait to see the conclusion of that if it ends with him with him dying, with him it is he I don't think he's Arnold because they've already because him and Ford have already met. Is he set he's sent by Arnold it seems like he's sent by Arnold and has some contact with him or was sent on this mission. So perhaps that's how we're going to see him. I, I don't know. I'm so I'm at a loss of words for who he is and what set him off on this agenda, or if it's just as simple as he's just a bored person that does so many good things in the outside world that he's looking for the ultimate game. I think it's, I don't know, I, I, with him, I think it's deeper than that on some level, and his character's, his character's going to change a lot as time goes on. Ford is a sentimental old fool remaking his life in dolls but doesn't understand that they want to be more than his dolls. He ran... And did this little maze and he's been hidden and controlling from a distance. But Bernard talks with his ex-wife about their dead son. He could be synthetic in that case. Yeah, but only the Hoats are acting out and are the ones that Arnold made. He has to be alive. Like Ford said, he didn't like the way things were going. The quote was, these violent desires have violent ends. Is it me? I just had seizures. Thank you. <laughs> no, but that can't be a coincidence. Eli has uh, has Weber's name been Oh, ne- Weber's name been said. Spots, it's like you said, Bernard Lowe, Arnold Weber. A gender. Did I do it again? A gender. <laughs> I told you. Especially now I'm sick, too. If I'm The more sick or drunk I am, the more my Boston accent comes out. So I, like, got the sniffles. I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking, I'm not even trying anymore. Fucking, I'm not even trying to hold back. Like, not fucking trying at all. Do it on fucking shit, man. Fucking drinking, smoking these fucking cigarettes and fucking Marlboros and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> what kind of business does the man in black have? He has to, he has to be a program at least to access the old features. No, but that can't be a, can't be a coincidence. Okay, so let's continue here. He's the Pope. So here we go down to, uh, we're introduced to a new character of sorts. And we see uh, our wonderful shitty writer. Oh, oh shit. Are you okay, puppy? Oh yeah, she does. So he's meeting her right now, and she's probably vetting him because she's already heard st- heard stuff about him, and and likes that he talks shit about Ford and kind of like re- the first time I saw this when I saw this a little while ago, I was just saying, whoa! He opens his mouth and tells everybody the inner workings of 
of what's going on. I thought maybe she's the spy. Maybe something's going on. Why is he just telling this random person that he hates his boss? And hates, I mean, he's drunk, I guess, but. Phil is an anagram. Bernard Lowe equals Arnold Weber. Oh, Phil, it's an anagram. Bernard Lowe equals Arnold Weber. Really? So if you, anagrams, because I'm an idiot, anagrams, if you mix up the spelling, they both spell each other? Amanda, great to see you. Why is Phil on the floor? Thank you. I, I I'm not, I'm not very smart. I need ver I need verification that I know things. I'm like, yeah, I think I know that, but I don't. I'm not smart enough to know that I know it. Yeah, I dropped my sandwich. Welcome, Tabitha. Um, Terror, I don't know if this is where people are getting it, but it might be, that information might be on the website. And if you haven't already, I talked about this a little bit last week, but if anyone hasn't messed around with the Westworld website, it's definitely worth checking out. There's a lot of little features to it and adds a lot of extra fun that you can just mess around with and explore the world. It adds a little bit more life to the world itself. So, uh, I don't know if that's where people are getting it from, uh, but, or it's been said in an episode, I'm trying to remember, but, but yeah. Uh, Icy says Terry, it hasn't been said yet. Ford showed a picture of his dad to Bernard, not a picture of Arnold. Bernard rebuilt Arnold for Ford's companionship. He needs a partner. Emma, great to see you. Don't second guess yourself, Phil. Thank you. Thank you, Eli. So I I don't know. I was just going by what people were saying in the in the chat, but Bernard is his own personal. Yeah, his own personal. I wonder what is Tessa Thompson's role here supposed to be? Is reviewing everything in the park for a board or something? Yeah, she's the head of of security operations and stuff. I think it gets a little bit more explained in the first two episodes what the positions are and how there's a separation. If you, uh, it took me a couple of times to watch to catch everything, but there's there's. There's design where they're actually doing the design. There's IT where they fix any bugs and stuff. And then there's the people that go in there and kind of run the operations of the park and make sure that no problems happen. And there's all this competition between the three departments that's going on. And Tess is also connected somehow to the overall company, Delos, that owns and has the money in. That's where the that's where all that crew comes from, from Delos. And they're kind of, I think, in the process of wanting to do a hostile takeover of the park to oust Ford to uh, make the park even more cost uh, money money pushing whereas Ford tries to cares a little bit too much about the experience or something like that or whatever or is just getting old and harder to work with so let's get back into into uh, as I look around okay where where did I put my sandwich so let's get back into this the man in the picture is is the same as Ford's father the host I don't want Elsie to die Phil don't let her die <laughs> 
Great stuff in the live chat, as always, everybody. Thank you so much to anyone that's joined me this afternoon to check out this live stream. So this is such a great buildup and conclusion of a storyline in an episode with her. Everything that we've seen on her buildup makes so much sense. Just seeing the way she just thinks about this as a job and as a way of progressing her career and about how uh, – I did it again with my career. <laughs> career. And just the way she's looking at this as a as just a way to climb. And I'm taking care of this. Da, 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 I'm, I'm on top of this. No fear whatsoever about anything that could possibly happen to her. Ford does smell the fart acting. Very Joey from Friends. Elsie must not die. I wonder if Teresa is really a part of the sabotage and maybe someone making it look like she was. That's what I'm thinking, Flywheel, is, is how much of... I was talking a little bit about this early. How much is what they are showing us or how much, again, to bring the poker thing again, is it knowing the tell and showing someone what you... You know, you act, when, you act weak when you're strong. You act strong when you're weak. If someone else knows that, then I'm going to act... Weak when I'm strong, or, str or strong when I'm strong, and weak when I'm strong, or whatever. I think the writers are playing a giant game of poker with us with this show. And so here he comes into the park. Again, very... It's another scene that Bernard comes off very... I, I tend to think Bernard's probably real, too, as my instinct but this episode more than anyone has made me think he is an android too i don't it, it's and it's all very aesthetic reasons how he's moving his actions how his eyes are are appropriating information and stuff like i can almost just hear the t in his head during during every scene he's in Thor's brother got peed on, Phil. It happened. I can't wait till we get to that park, Biotic. I might, I might turn on slow motion and do freeze frame, frame by frame to see if... And go back into the left. Back into the left. Did he get splatted on? He got a little pee splat. Dubious John Hampton says, I've said from episode two, Bernard is an android. No one wants to hear it. Hmm. Here we go. This is surreal as fuck. And this, okay, before we get into this scene, I'll talk through it. Or no, I'll, go, I'll just talk over it. Is this something that, this is again one of the things I like about this show just from a examination standpoint. Maybe I be, are you Arnold? Very interesting there. He asks, are you Arnold? Who the fuck's Arnold? At the same time, Ford's watching him this whole time, watching him go through this whole situation. But this is one of those things that, as fucked up as this is going to sound, I would totally do this. You bet your ass I would do this. If I had the power to make fucking people, and it, it seems like Ford didn't even do this. Arnold did this as a gift for him, as we're going to get into for a second here, uh, making your family. Or, or I'm more likely to probably do my pets than uh than getting my uh my family members back because that's kind of creepy <laughs> but but i'd want my i'd want my dead cats back 
I'd design my dead cat or my dog or some shit like that. I'd be creepy fuck too. But this is so funny. This is this is Picard and Kirk living in the Nexus to go two cents in the Star Trek jar. It's just so crazy what's going on in this situation. It's something that is so fucking relatable for me because sitting here on a day that I, I mean, I don't want to get into too much bullshit and I'm not saying this as a, Oh, feel bad for me, but my fucking dad died on Friday. So, and, so, and I have some fucking on whatever issues. So any person that's in situations where they deal with people that they've lost in their life and that they wish they could have more fucking time with. And especially if you could program that person to be a little bit different. And I like how Ford gets into, but I actually programmed my dad to be more like my dad. And I fucking love this. I love it, love it, love it. So let's get into the scene. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I, he 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 was uh he was sick and an asshole. So no no I'm kidding. I it's 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 I appreciate it. It's been a tough couple of days. Just like in just to just to associate it for whatever reason, it's like with Anthony Hopkins here saying he put more of his real father into it. It's it's difficult. It's difficult when you have mixed feelings about your family members and your memories and stuff like that. Like in this situation, does he bring back his actual essence of his father, or do you give you an idyllic version of what you would hope those situations to be? Yeah, my, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I, that was my that was my cue. I just needed the love. You know, I'm a selfish bastard. I was like, yeah, you know what? You know what I needed? I just I need some I need some fucking uh, toe licking. So uh, thank you for no, but I, I do I do appreciate it, guys. I'm you know blah 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 blah. West Westworld hits real, man. It hits real because these situations are real. You want to have these conversations you never could have, and you want to set up situations like this. So. I fucking seen this this morning, seen this for the time. I am so on board with this. And and just if if I got even more real about some other shit that goes on, goes on, I don't want to fucking br- br- tear down the fucking stream's fun. But you really want these things, especially with my animals. Fuck people. They fucking suck. But I want my fucking dog to live. For, I want to fucking never to be without my dog. I do that shit. Anthony Hopkins brought back his dog. I wonder if he tri- if he if it sniffs his balls like his dog usually does. Me too, Bionic. It's what is the thing that myself and him had most in common. Love you guys. You guys are awesome in the live chat. I appreciate it. Lick the lick those toes, Fildo. Yeah, lick, lick everyone. Will you guys suck my Fildo here? <laughs> Oh, thank you, man. De- Devin is an amazing fucking dude, and I'm so lucky to have him, uh, his support, and uh, it was awesome to have him ask me on for, for that interview, and it was real, really, really good time. So thank you so much, and lots of, love to, uh, lots of love to Devin and anyone that has maybe come over from his channel to check us out over here. So lots of love. Lord, lots of love to you. Have a great time. Have a great sandwich. Yeah, I saw that. I see. Uh, we've looked at for a hundred thousand. You can clone your pet, Phil. I would have servants too, Phil. I would have so. Many, I would. I would just. I. That's what I would do. I. I'd, I'd have. I turn my mom and dad into uh, fucking. Uh, just my. Uh, just. Just my foot soldiers. My my uh, chauffeur and my uh, my duster. No. 
sorry, wife that looks like Dolores. For a hundred thousand, you can clone your pet. Yeah, for, we were looking. I looked into that. You can definitely clone your pet for a hundred thousand dollars. But I'd rather I'd rather spend that money on uh, hookers and blow or some shit like that. So okay, let's continue in the scene as 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 Bernard is affected by the situation, and we get Ford basically verbalizing very similar to what I just was talking about. Yeah, max power. Uh, I don't know if you can hear this because it's freezing. I'm having some technical difficulties. Uh, not the fun kind of technical difficulties with my internet, with my wireless connection right now. That's so cool. In a very Terminator-like way. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> Sneaky placed mirror. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Taz. It's it's like it's like the rug in the Big Lebowski. It just really ties the room together. And I have to say, uh, just I mentioned Devin a second ago. He was uh, he was the one who suggested I design the room that way. He said, "You know what would really open up the room in these kind of streams in here would be a properly placed mirror, just to reflect all that is great about my room." So so huge. Uh, that's all. That's all. And uh, that was all in Devin. I gotta give him full credit for that one. <laughs> mirror, mirror, what mirror? So yeah, this is, and okay, it goes into an even more deeper, deeper situation in this moment too. That Ford didn't design this for himself. He's probably talking, and maybe Arnold, maybe to keep Ford honest to have something on him and place this and always have the, the kill commands in there or something. That's uh, what he proves to him at the end that he set this up way early, knowing that Ford would turn on him or something, but it's a gift. And I guess if I could do this, yeah, I would do it for myself, but you'd also want to do it for some, you want to do it for somebody else. There's so many people that, you know, I've, I know somebody that was so close to their animal or so close to this person or like he's Ford says here, you wouldn't want to see your son again or something. And it's it, it's uh it, these are all weird fucking cool questions to to ask and and look in to, to yourself and ask you the, those questions because Bernard sees this he says yes but he sees this as incredibly unhealthy again is this incredibly unhealthy that it opens up deeper question is looking at pictures of past loved ones or old videos after someone's died and, and watching stuff and capturing moments, is that all horrible too? How is this not the same thing just with the increased tech? Ford could be looking at it like that. I don't. I th tend to think Ford has, again, a different agenda going on here, and this is a, a deeper game, and he's probably unhealthily, in a way, lives here. But in some ways, it there's something probably completely normal about this. And if I could have a town that I could go visit my childhood and my and young self and go over and give my young self some porn or something or give him some tips or something, just, uh, just for humor's sake, like, like, dude, you know, you know, say yes more <laughs> to, to, to girls when you're young. Come on, say yes. Or whatever. I would do it. I'd love the action. I'd love to young Biff myself. Butthead, butthead, stop fucking quoting horrible movies, butthead. You're annoying, butthead. I would do that in a second. Even an Android me. I would love that. It, it would it would fulfill so many so many voids. It would be it would be like the most amazing, helpful. It would actually be helpful therapy. 
if I could holodeck up past theft and go fuck with myself, oh god, I would get lost in that shit. That'd be fun. Oh, why would Ford's father bot attack Bernard if he was human? Because these uh, bots only only obey Ford's command. And Ford even says to him, Bernard asks him that later in the scene. He goes, but these are unauthorized hosts that can hurt people. And he goes, they're harmless, really. They can't really hurt anybody. But they're definitely, as we saw with, uh, with, with uh, fucking Mar- Marsden's character there, I'm blanking on his. I'm blanking his character's name right now. Uh, with uh, with last week when the Men in Black was trying to attack uh, Ford, he, Teddy Teddy just snapped into action and was able to harm or at least hold back the Men in Black due to Ford's command. Ford can set these things to do anything he wants them to do, even hurt anybody. That's what makes him the most dangerous man in this park right now. Because with a flick of his finger, he can have an army of X amount of hosts all at his command to do any anything he wants them to do. Two sides of the coin, two sides of the same coin, Phil. But sad in a love, sad in a way, loving. Yes, it really is. Well, family is designed specifically by Arnold, who didn't want them want them not to attack humans. I drink with Wild Bill. Here's to the lady with the white shoes. A couple people were saying that uh, silly, quirky thing. Sam, the the uh, the the Wild Bill guy. I it's the one part, and I think the guy, the actor who's playing that's awesome. But I wouldn't have minded that Wild Bill part to be Sam Elliott. I don't know what, just just very simple, like not a big part, just the Wild Bill, just a simple little cameo. Maybe that would be too on the head, but uh, it would have been funny. Uh, that would have been a good cameo part. Of sorts for our extended cameo part for for Sam Elliott. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting rationalization, and I like I said before, where is where is that line? Where is the sandwich line? Hi, everybody. Anthony Hopkins, just. Playing, showing you so many more shades in this episode, which is what I really like about him in this performance. He's shown you the threatening, evil Anthony Hopkins. He showed you a very reserved, and he also shows you on some levels how emotional he can be. Oh, here we go. Here we go. My favorite scene in the episode. But oh, wait. Uh, uh, splash. Freeze frame. Looks like acid rain on Sweetwater. Oh, yeah, there's some splashback. Do you know that's Thor's brother, you asshole? It's a pee-pee pants party. It's a pee-pee pants party. What? We've we've met before. Uh, pretty soon maybe I'll be able to eat sandwiches. 
So we've met. Haha, I'm fucking with you. I love how in this episode, through Maeve's eyes, I didn't say this earlier in the episode, but I love through Maeve's eyes how we saw a little bit more about how the whole, uh, how it's all put together or seeing the process of one of the hosts being being put to life and seeing all that through Maeve's perspective, I thought was really, really good, more immersion into this world. <laughs> Phil, you're driving me crazy. Sit in your damn seat, asshole. <laughs> I add the asshole. I always throw in one or one or two assholes if I can. Bernard and Elise make a great team. I love this guy. He does whatever he wants to do at their job and gets away with it. The man in black totally in his role. Does not like to come out of character at all. And they're about to... uh... This is an awesome scene. Teddy untying himself. You see, getting ready for it. I missed that the first time I watched it. And he's about to get the maze tattooed onto him. But no, motherfucker, no. He has a flashback of his situation with Wyatt. We saw this a couple of episodes, too. And we get to see that in the memory, in the situation, Teddy was, in fact, a killer. They're right. That's why Teddy was... With Wyatt doing some of the killing. What the fuck? <laughs> what is what is that white cum stuff? I could have had a great military use. <laughs> Watching. Thank you so much for checking out the live stream. Talk to you guys next time. Talk to you next time. Flashback was confusing. I think it was... To me, how I took the flashback... And I could, I could be wrong, but as I took it that Teddy actually was forced to do those things by Wyatt in his memory. It wasn't just that Wyatt did those things and what those guys were saying, that you killed some of the men too, as well as Wyatt. He was remembering that he actually did do those things. And that's why he said, oh, I'm getting my own retribution. But within this, he decides, fuck it, I'm going to get payback and kill Wyatt before anything bad happens to Dolores. And he gets out there and goes into this ratchet gun. I don't know what this thing's really called. I'm going to call it a ratchet gun. And he says, no, they'll always chase us. And fucking goes to goes to like an amazing action scene here with Teddy and Teddy just going all Jesse the Body Ventura and Predator or with the, uh, the girder gun situation going on right here. And uh, Fucking awesome seed. Gat- Gatling gun. Gatling gun, the first machine gun. Teddy was so hot in this episode, says Terry Chan. And Ahmad says, I can't wait to see Tessa Thompson nude. She was great in the movie Creed. Love the look in the men in black's face when Teddy blasts, blasts the valley. Yeah. Ratchet gun. Smiley face. <laughs> Smiley Give me a break. I'm a musician, so I think about the ratchet. I was thinking the ratchet musical instrument, and I was also thinking the uh, the girder gun or Gatling gun that Jesse Body Ventura uses in Predator. Wow, that Gatling gun wasn't just a cool prop. Phil, did you ever did you ever embarrass yourself like Sizemore in front of a girl you were after? Oh, many fucking times. I was the king of embarrassments. The 
there's way too many embarrassments to to talk about in my past. That could be a whole podcast. Let me give one. I was in a junior high school dance, and I was uh, dancing with the girl. I think I told this on this stream before. I was dancing with this girl that I had a crush on all year, and finally got a chance, got up the guts to ask her to dance. I was dancing, and these two kids that knew what was going on and knew that I was excited for it, uh, ran up to me in the middle of the dance and fucking pantsed me in the middle of a junior high school dance and uh, like all the way, like pants me all the way down. And I was just so embarrassed. I ran out of the dance hall, uh, it ran out of the, the gymnasium that was a dance and busted out the door and then fell down a flight of stairs with my pants down. And then I had to bring it back up. It was one of the last days of school. So, so that was uh, that was that was wonderful. Uh, that that girl really took me seriously for the rest of my life. <laughs> that was that that was a very fun moment. Hey, E. Martinez, great to see you. It was it was one of those hilarious moments that I'd love to see depicted in visual context some point. <laughs> like I need to recreate that because it was just it was a hilarious moment. And uh, the two people that. Uh, uh, that that pants me. I still. I mean, I'm not friends with. I mean, I know their names. I remember their names. <laughs> and the right. And you guys, it was funny. Uh, it, was, uh, it was funny. Yeah, fucking assholes. Okay. <laughs> so, E. Martinez, welcome back. Yeah, we, there has to be eventually a whole story time podcast. That is one of the things I have to say that I'm very thankful for Devin for getting to do that podcast when there was almost like story time with with uh getting to tell a bunch of fucking old stories and shit but yeah i keep meaning to do that when i get more time we'll definitely do some podcasts that where joe and i just tell a bunch of old fucking crazy stories and shit phil you need to stalk them on facebook and creep out their day oh that that's some uh that's some other stories i have about uh my my creepy my creepy uh teenage stalker phase where where every kid of the generation tries to be John Cusack in the, all those movies and be run outside girls' windows and you realize that's really creepy if you actually do that. <laughs> Phil, must have happened to me too, but I blanked it all out. <laughs> I love you guys in the chat. Thank you so much. And thank you to anyone listening to this podcast later. If you haven't already, come join the YouTube channel and subscribe there. Same if you want to listen to us in the car or listen to us anywhere else and download the podcast check it out so here goes Elise to her enemy, to her immediate doom or her eminent doom and then we have Ford getting ready to hang out with Ford and play with his dog play with his young self and his dog what I do too when I, you know every morning wake up go play Tecmo Bowl with uh, with young young Phil <laughs> and give him some porn <laughs> Tell him to wear to wear a belt that day in junior high school. As they come around, they see something that r really I have trouble looking at. I was a moper, moper face stalk, mopey face stalker. Says Critch. I was pretty mopey too, but I was more crazy eyes stalker because this, this, the crazy energy and I didn't know where to go with it. And and you add sexually frustrated to my crazy energy, it's a weird parallel, like a sexually charged fucking teenage fucking me. I'm I was just annoying as shit, just annoying. And you could just st you, I stunk of it. And then you could see me outside. I'm just like, what's going? On? Oh my god, nothing's going. Well. You know, fucking stupid shit. 
Yeah, correction. One hour photo. <laughs> I'm more, yeah, it says I'm more the Robin Williams uh, one hour photo school of stalking. I'm at. I love you guys so much in the live chat. I say it a lot, but I can't say it enough. So this is one of those moments in this episode where we're with uh, Elsie, and this is creepy as shit. This does extremely well, almost in a Resident Evil-y kind of way right here in this scene to kind of build up the anticipation and build up that angst that's going on in this moment. Really great tension. And she plays it really well. She has such an expressive face. I think where she gets into trouble, she gets a little bit too witty with her with her uh, delivery because she's she has a lot of comedy experience. So this is probably one of her first. And I, I'm not looking at her whole IMDb, but again, her other big role is in a sitcom. So... This is a big this is a big transitional kind of role for her, and I think she's definitely getting better and better every episode. And she's so she's so visual with her expressions and insane props in this scene. Just it's just intense as fuck, and it's it's just what's gonna happen. You know something's gonna happen. And this is an example of again, not to throw shade on any other kinds of kind of programs, but you, sometimes you can know tension is going to come. You know that jump scare is coming here sometime. You know fucked up shit's about to happen. But they still manage with this music, with the creepy light, with the way that the actress is playing this and her confidence that's passing through this. The fact that she's not really scared. I mean, she's, she's, war she's, she's proud of herself. And where this is ultimately leading, it's, you know it's happening and they do a great job of it. Yeah, the original has uh, that solvent green feel and interesting concept, but executed very boring through, but with 70s nostalgia to it. Yeah, I haven't seen Future World yet, but I, I Westworld was decent, but I think that's an excellent way of putting it. Critch has said almost the same thing. I haven't seen Future World, and I haven't seen the, I think it was 80s or early 90s television series based around, it's called like, I forget what it's called, but it does exist. <coughs> I was totally expecting the jump scare at that point. Me too. We're conditioned to it. As Bernard comes to come, no, he comes to uh, say that say that Ford is lost it a little bit, and that he's worried. Give him some sandwich, Phil's Phil. I like that guy that pees on stuff. Bionic, you were a fucking trooper. I know this isn't your show, but I lo love you for the support and staying in the chat and filling it with some fucking awesome comments about the show, good and bad. I like that's what makes you guys the motherfucking chat great. No bullshit, you know. Just it's fucking uh, it's, like seriously funny, funny stuff. And I like, <laughs> I know your favorite character is the urine. It's not even the guy that peed. It's the actual urine that splashed. <laughs> Thor's brother in the face. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I think I. It it almost the Teresa reveal to me was one of those things, and that's it goes to my overall kind of theme of probably this podcast in some ways is what is the shit that what is the theme is what is the shit is 
how much is going to be what's obvious? I mean, you meet these characters at first in episode one. You're like, oh, she's the evil person that's working against the company. You know, there was just something kind of nefarious about her. But then you start thinking it can't be that obvious. She has to have a bigger arc, something else going on. But then ultimately they blindsided me with it actually being her. She wasn't someone I thought. I thought it was going to be something different. I thought she never was going to explain specifically and something was going to happen to her before she had a chance to tell Bernard who it was is what I thought was going to happen. But no, she tells straight out that it's Teresa. And I like the show gives us that. Excuse me. Sometimes it gives what's expected and that it gives what the thing needs. And I think, that's what good programs do. That's what Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, the, the writing staff of that, and I think the writing staff of Westworld too, I think they have a very natural, like, organic kind of feel about it that they do things that make sense to the plot. Nothing else is – things of – things like, whoa, whoa, that doesn't make sense. It's things like, oh, yeah, now, okay, that makes sense. So I, I like how the show is doing that. I heard there's going to be some spin-offs. Roman World, Medieval World, Wayne's World, Jurassic World. I need some fucking Wayne's World. Westeros World. That I there is an article you can uh, if you google Game of Thrones and Westworld, Westworld. Westworld, it will come up that there's very it's nothing legitimate, but there's like very preliminary discussions that if they ever decide to do medieval world that they may use some of the game of thrones sets and you could see like maybe one or two cam small cameo or small crossover type things but i don't know it was all in sort of uh one of the actors i I forget or one of the creator one of the writers for game of thrones or something said that would be a cool idea there's like no substance to it but it's it's out there in the ether so who knows and then the rome thing just makes too much sense if they don't get Rome actor crossovers, considering the cult following that that show has and its short-lived nature of – of if you do – second How I Met Your Mother reference, the crazy hot scale that they always talk about, want something needs to be this good, 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 bad. If we go into great shows that were canceled early, Rome needs to be so up there on that pantheon of list of shows that didn't get enough time to do what it wanted to do. And just never came back. A lot of those other shows eventually did come back and and fulfilled that itch that needed to be scratched. But Rome is definitely up there. It's not even my favorite show. I just know how good it was and how much the people that loved it were so passionate about it. Uh, I I've never I haven't really had the opportunity. I've watched part of an episode here, part of an episode there. I it's one of those shows I need to sit down and watch the whole show. But the people that love it say it's one of the best, so it's definitely that, – that would definitely be a fun crossover. HBO could save so much money just by recycling set props from Deadwood Rome and Game of Thrones alone. <laughs> so here we go. George R. Mark Martin spoke to no one about Game of Thrones theme park in the show. I'll take out a mortgage loan just to be with – just to be with Marjorie. <laughs> Oh God, fuck! Or or young Queen Elena? Can, can can we get uh can we get her? Can we get Elena in the Mel necklace going on? <laughs> fuck it, I'd see Middle Earth World. So great scene again. Uh, before we get into this other scene, great scene. Another great scene with with Elsie. She the actress is killing it with her facial expressions, but the star of this episode. And they get, go back to where they go away from her for a while. 
she owns it. She, she's, she's showing herself as and as important as a lead actress on the show as Evan Rachel Wood is, deserving and as much praise for this performance in this episode. This is like. And I don't know if it's, the shows can continue, but to do a compare, I keep talking about other shows, but Better Call Saul with the Mike's, Mike episode or something. Like, this is such a bottle Maeve episode, and I didn't know that they were going to give her this much to do, and I'm so glad that they did. As she's finding out about, about how to play a role-playing game when you design your character. <laughs> Like one of my favorite things to do is in sports video games when you can create your own players. I create all my own players, give them all assets, and then I also get used to give them personalities and create backstories. And and I was like a D. I, I made being a sports fan geeky because I'd like create football teams and then I'd write fan fiction about the the season. It's horrible. Thank you, IC. Thank you, everybody. Maeve is a Hookerstein monster. <laughs> Eli says Maeve is my favorite character behind the man in black. <laughs> you went a whorehouse. I have four. I thought, can I have them all? <laughs> can they all be my favorites? This is a great scene and how this all leads up with her completely manipulating and strong arming douche guy here on the right. I don't even, I'm not sure what his name is. This is one of those shows that, well, how do my? It's like what they say: that your favorite meal is the last one you had, or something like that. She's my favorite character right now. <laughs> this week, she's my favorite character. Next week, it may be someone else. The last couple of weeks, I think it was been. It's been in. If I take Ford out of the equation, because it's not fair. Anthony Hopkins makes it not fair, but not saying anyone's not in his level. They're all bringing it to his game, but I have such a history of love with Anthony Hopkins. That's tough to, uh, I got to almost take him out of the equation. William is bland. That's my only complaint as of right now. She's a fembot. We knew it all along, sadly. I like the programmer dude, douchebag one. Douchebag two is the worst and he fucks robots. <laughs> Eight year olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. So as Maeve wants to make some changes, she manipulates the situation, and uh, she's... And then we go to this scene right here where Elsie, for some reason, instead of leaving here... Oh, no, I guess because she, she has to copy everything. Uh, this show has good checks and balances. So she's getting way intense to this. She's talking about the older models. She's reaffirming stuff that he's already been going through, that he's already discovered. He's just finding all the facts about it. Who is it? Who's the name? Who's doing this? And she straight out says, I, what's she mean? The best I could tell, Arnold. Yeah, he's a pretty fucking great line. She's starting to understand the gravity of the situation. And I'm glad that whatever happens to her hair, this is, again, one of these little things that I like about this show. And I said a couple times now, before what happens to her hair happens to her, she, she 
data dumps it. She at least tells to Bernard what happens as he robotically slinks off there. And we're going to get into this sick scene with as we start to see how much Arnold is letting his desires and his thing permeate through this and is kind of sending this is a this is a Sicilian message. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes here. To me, that's what this comes off as. Whatever entity Arnold is at this point, he sent Ford a message. Killed his fucking dog. Had him had him kill his own dog. Had young him kill his own dog, and send him this message here. This thrilling, chilling scene here. Analysis. Not buying it from the get-go. You killed the dog. Fuck you. I'm here. Not since UK TV show Utopia have I been so engrossed in a show in its mysterious plot. That's not... I love that. That's not good enough, Robert. Knows how to talk to himself. That's not good enough. I would fucking beat the shit out of little me. I would fucking... I would wring little me's stinking, wise-ass, piece-of-shit, asshole, little fucking... And I mean, when I say little me, I mean me from five fucking minutes ago. I would fucking... If I had to deal with myself, there would be problems. There would be consequences, young man. I killed it. I think the technology in this show is able to transfer people's minds and consciousness like the show Dollhouse. Uh, Tim, Tim Gersh, who might still be in here, was talking about the show Dollhouse, saying I should check that out and saying that this show had some similarities to that. Yeah, take off that red shirt, Elise. Wait. <laughs> By killing it. If it was dead, it would help it. Yeah, this is the me- This is the message. The look Hopkins gets on his face here. Similar to last week after his interaction with Dolores, who again is lying to him and he knows is lying to him. And he just starts seeing it and feeling it and feeling what's going on here, feeling what Arnold's really doing. And then we go over to Elise, who's wearing her red shirt. That boy creeps me out a little bit. He has an uncanny valley vibe to him. Elsie is so fucking stupid to have gone by herself to that theater, you idiot. Yeah, I'm at it, you idiot. It was her her fucking urge to have all of this on herself. Her ego that allowed her to be in this position because she wanted to be the only one to do it. Instead of bringing sub fucking Thor's brother with her or something. This look. You're going to do a horror movie. Um, okay, let's let's rewind that. <laughs> I want to rewind that for a second. HBO Go Rewind sucks. I want I want to try to freeze frame when someone grabs her. It never rains in Westworld. Weather's always the same. I agree. I'm not sold, but there's definitely something that has me considering it. Oh, I want to believe in the oh the timeline theory. Okay. I'm, Playing this real slow. I want to freeze frame this on the person that grabs her. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna get any clues from it, but 
I'm in that kind of mood. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, no, no, you can't really see anything. Someone in a, it looks like someone's in a dark coat of some sort wearing a hood. That's all I saw. B-movie wants Monster World, that would be terrifying. It's Piss, Piss grabbed her. Okay, so here she is setting up her own D&D die. She's got a die. It would be uh, it'd be awesome if she had a die and she was rolling 20. Uh... And I also love, okay, this is just a very small, subtle thing. I love in, uh, before I pause, because I don't want to miss what's going on here. Uh, it's funny that all the attributes are on t- are 20. They have D&D rules for these characters. It's just a funny setup. Okay, so she they also discover in this moment that someone with higher executive rights than them has already been messing with her knobs and, and numbers, already have started the process of her developing her own sentience of some sort. And 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 this dude's like, fuck this. I'm in trouble. This means someone knows what I'm doing and I'm out of it. And Maeve manipulates the situation here. It means for me, I'm going to be fired, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, we're not done. I'll tell you when we're done. Such a mob boss moment here by her. Fuck. Maeve is just so badass. She controls this situation. She decides when she wants this to happen. She decides what she wants to happen. She decides what kind of brain she wants to have so that she can run things. This is a general getting ready to set up the points for war. Yep. Bulk. Into, yep. All the way to the top, motherfucker. And she likes it. Mikey likes it as she takes it. Put it up. Give me that pleasure. Give me, give me, give me it all. And here we go. Who this guy who is quickly in love? Oh, Mave side butthole, total Mave side butthole, and she feels it, feels the fucking brain, the sentience, the understanding. Just put it down to zero and fucking let's have some fun. Here we go! Ah! Yes. And that is our episode of Westworld. Holy crap. Another great, great episode. And as as we were saying, these episodes just keep getting better and better every week. Some amazing stuff. I'm going to get to the scenes from next week. And, oh God, I just can't say enough great things about what's going on in the show right now. She's having a limitless moment. This show has me wondering if if we too are hosts being programmed to have our own destiny and our death. We meet our makers and we find out Earth was just some fucking experiment. A whole week until next episode? What the fuck? Stephanie was saying that the other day. Uh, we caught up on... Uh, she she was like a couple episodes behind and we watched two episodes in a row. And she's like, okay, where's, where's the rest? Where's the fucking rest? You mean I need to wait? I... I am jealous of the people that are going to binge watch this series later because this is a prime binge watching series too. Okay, so it seems in this next episode we're dealing with more of the... Whoa, what the fuck was that? 
So more Maeve stuff, more of the interaction. Uh-oh. Fuck. Okay, so this episode's bringing seems like bringing some stuff together. Yes. Another very minor thing I have to say about Westworld is is that they're really kicking ass in the tra- in the trailers for the next episode. They get you they know how to get the proper amount of excitement from the part without giving away too much. Bernard's unlikely unlikely zippity doodah zippity yay. Okay, so let me turn this thing off right here, start saving some bandwidth turn off ps4 so great show let me let me before we call it a stream i think we have a voicemail from uh from athens georgia so let's uh let's get this from our from our good buddy in the live chat i wonder if he's still in there but if not let's uh let's listen to brandon's voicemail so let's see let's this should work i think this this should be fine Hey Phil, I just, this is Brandon uh, from uh, uh, Athens, Georgia, or not Athens, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, just want to make a comment on the show to to because I, I wasn't able. I'm able. Uh, I'm not able to watch the the episode that you're you're reviewing right now, but I wanted to get my little thing in because do it. I watched there. I listened to the uh, Walking Dead podcast this morning, and Joe made a little comment. Or there was a funny joke made, and I wanted to say that, hey, you might want to get Joe to watch it, like, in the morning <laughs> uh, when he's fully awake on his day off. Because I had uh, – even though I watched the first episode uh, um, in the afternoon, the second episode I watched, like, late at night, like, after and, – and I, too, fell asleep. But then I woke up the next morning and watched it and was like, holy shit, yes, this show continues to be fucking awesome. And so, because I would, you know, after watching, uh, even though I don't watch Walking Dead anymore, uh, um, listening to you, uh, both of y'all and Katie go go on about it this this morning uh, for, was awesome, and I would love to hear that from uh, uh, the the just the go between between uh, you and Joe and Katie is, is better than just watching you, even though I love you, Phil. So don't <laughs> get me wrong. But, uh, regardless, I want to encourage you to continue to do uh, uh, Westworld because it is one of the coolest shows on TV right now, and I'm really enjoying your room. I think the message got cut off, but thank you so much for the message, Brandon. Oh, uh, Oh, wait, no, you're back. Is there two timelines going on here and and that kind of thing? think you uh ended up having some technical difficulties on the phone line but thank you so much for the message brandon yeah i think joe and katie may discover the show later on maybe we can get him in on season two or something like that but they both gave the show a couple shots and it did not click with them personally but I keep trying, and uh, I think the less hype build up around it, the more opportunity Joe might might watch it. But that is a good uh, good thought. Uh, he is a late night person, so his mo- he works overnights, so his late night it what him watching it in the morning would be. Uh, you don't want to see Joe in the morning. <laughs> Joe is a creature. Joe is definitely a creature of the night. But I think 
I just, I'm not sure if this is going to be a show for them, but that being said, we'll try to do some sort of generalized podcast or maybe one of those times where we do one of those long extended streams. I can force Joe to watch it, invite him over here and, and Shanghai him into like binge watching the series on an extended stream or something. But, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll keep prodding at him and we'll, we'll see what happens of that. So I really appreciate the message people agreed to my ADD acts up when watching weekly. Me too. Me too. I, if, if I didn't do podcasts like this, I would never watch anything week to week. There was a point in time, right at the point in time when TVLinks.com popped up and you could start like stealing shows and just watching them online and binge watching them. I, at the same time, I was living in a place that I just didn't have television, didn't have money to even like have a TV. So I would just, but I had a computer and I, and I, and I was, stealing internet signal so i could i could uh, watch movies and stuff so i binge watching and at that time i remember saying to myself i'm never going to watch a series week to week ever again it's it there's just something fu- amazing about being able to just watch it at your own pace and engulf the whole thing as one and television I like the talking about something week to week, though. That's where the fun comes from. It's the over-analysis of it. But certain shows that we're just – I just want it now, and, and I just want the, I want the art. And, and having to wait extended times and wait that regimented amount of time for the next episode just builds up your hype and makes you view things. And that's what's great about something like Westworld that's able to answer the hype. And Game of Thrones, and a lot of times, is another show like that that just answers the hype. Sopranos did it. A lot of HBO programs are able to do that. But I wonder if HBO's programming goes further if they're going to examine the option of possibly releasing all episodes at once. I know other networks are thinking about doing that, or some already have. CBS has been talking about when they do the Star Trek series that they may release all the episodes at once on CBS All Access um, and then air it on the television show on the air every week as well. Like, do both. But I don't know if that's weird because then people will be spoiling shit. It's it's a weird medium that we're going to get to. I hope that it goes more towards binging and then like seasons get released and that we get into seasons as time goes on. Cause I think that's the, that's the proper engulfing. I don't want a whole series to go out, but if, if I had to wait so long, if I had to wait a year for a show, I'd rather get 10 episodes all at once than have to wait 10 weeks to watch those 10 episodes. Like with game of Thrones, for instance, seven episodes are coming. I would rather, I know HBO is never going to do this. It's not happening. I'm talking out my ass, but what I want to happen, my dream scenario would be for them just to release all seven episodes at once or fuck it. No, there's only 15 episodes left. Make me wait even longer. You can make me wait till the fucking next year or whatever, at least till the fall or something, whatever. I don't care. Give me all 15 episodes or no, no, fuck you. You can shoot 15 episodes all at once. Shoot all 15 episodes now, bitches, and fucking give me all 15. Or make me only wait a couple months or some shit like that. I don't know. It's not going to happen, but that's what I want. I want it now. I'm a spoiled little bitch. Give it to me. Give me my shit now, motherfucker. Oh, we got Devin, the fucking side fucking butthole. Yeah. Devin, it's funny you say the mirror. I was saying that it was uh, thanks to you. You were the one that suggested that that it would really tie the tie the whole room together. It really, uh, <laughs> That rug really tied the whole duder's room together. Joe, a creature of the deep. Maeve is going to ask, why am I naked for these interviews, you necro pervs? 
Lots of fucking love to Devin. Thank him for fucking all the fucking support and uh, and also for the fucking mirror. That rug really did, did it not? It, dude, it really ties the room together. It allows you to fully capture what the uh, what this room has to offer. <laughs> Phil, dream the dream of summer. Just whoa, whoa, what, what, what happened? You fucking asshole, Lord Stark. Spoiler alert, Game of Thrones. I'm glad you're fucking... Here we go. Glad your fucking head got chopped off, asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> I agree, Phil, but they're taking more time on seven episodes than they did for even ten. I have a feeling the quarry of the show with the extra money and time will give themselves by doing seven. I agree. I think the quality will be very high for these seven episodes. I'm just a baby, and I want all 15 episodes. If there's only 15 left, I just want them all to watch... In 24 hours, in 15 hours, or 20 hours, because they should be long. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that day. The, the fucking collective television culture of Game of Thrones fans would just all call out of like every every commitment for 20 hours. They would all just sit together. The bandwidth in the world would dry up. You know, maybe I'm overextending the popularity of Game of Thrones, but if they just released, they were like, okay, well, you know, we decided. We're just going to release all 17 episodes at once. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. I'd like a separate lawyer from Phil. I, could, I couldn't stand the wait. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys are fucking amazing. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining me on this live stream uh, this afternoon to talk about some Westworld. Appreciate it. You guys have been awesome, as always. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this cast, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share it with a friend. If you're listening to the podcast, come over and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Huge thank you to Devin who popped in. And thank you to all my friends in the live motherfucking chat that you guys are fucking great fun and great to hear the theories and if you're watching this later please share your theory and your thoughts about Westworld in the comment section below and I'd love to hear it and love to uh, respond when I can and get into discussions about what the fuck's going on with Westworld spoiler alert Maeve is fucking hot (laughs) much love to you Eli much love to all of you guys thank you so much and I will talk to you guys fucking scroll give me fucking music you asshole son of a fuck Oh, no, that's too fucking loud, you piece of crap. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Talk to you next time.